It's the Brew Ha Ha Podcast. It's time for the drive Brew Ha Ha with Herlinda, international beer judge. And we've got a bunch of guys from Hiveworks Mead. We're going to talk to them and we're going to begin the, uh, the questioning with what is mead because it's on your website and a lot of people ask that question. It's the uh, world's oldest alcoholic beverage. We know that. All right. Uh, Herlinda, introduce our guests. So I've been uh, wanting to get these guys on for a while. And thanks to um, Beer City, our sponsor for the, uh, the month of February, Adam Ray. Beer City's this Saturday big event in Courthouse Square. And Hybrooks Meet, our own Roner Park. Hybrooks Meadery are going to be at this event in Beer City. Um, so look at beercity.com to find out all the events on that. We'll talk a little bit about uh, what's going on there later in the show. But we've got um, Alex Mendoza, who's the CEO and head Mazer. Now they call them Mazers? Yep. Yeah. The people that make mead are Mazers. Yeah. Yes, they are. Why aren't they meters? Because we're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a good answer. That's the best answer yeah. I've heard. Uh, and then oh, we've also got Julian Frank, uh, the CFO, on there. And then standing by is Sean Duckworth, uh, the chief operating officer. And they are all buddies from school. They've known each other a long time. They're all from Sebastopol, which is kind of fun. And right here in Roanoke Park, finally, Sonoma County has a mead operation. Yeah. Um, and I've known about mead for a long time. But, like, how cool is it to have you guys here? Yeah. And, and real quick for, for Steve, was that with... Mike Bloomfield playing with Paul Butterfield? Was he doing the guitar for that? No. No? That okay. was after Mike had left. That was uh, Elvin Bishop. Uh, okay. Oh, another yeah. Sonoma County guy, kind of. Well, he, he was with the Butterfield Blues Band a long time. And when it was Elvin Bishop basically on uh, rhythm guitar and Mike Bloomfield on lead guitar. But oh. then after Mike left, Elvin took over on lead. You gotta love them all. Yeah. Okay, mead. It's uh, the world's oldest alcoholic beverage, and uh, the folks at Hiveworks Mead are reinventing it for a new era. Uh, talk mm -hmm. about Hiveworks, uh, you guys, and uh, when you started, and uh, how you got into mead. And yeah. what is mead? Two Let's young guys into mead. I don't know. We'll, we'll start off with the basics. So, mead is alcohol made from honey. Right. So instead of using grapes, instead of using grains like you would in a beer, we use honey. Why it's called hives, Hiveworks mead. Which mm -hmm. makes it I a like very that. expensive drink to make and also, I'm sure, very time-consuming for the bees are doing the main work, of course. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah the, the bees fly about 90 uh, – it's, it's about 90 bees that fly 14,000 miles uh, just to make <laughs> one can of our uh, – wow. Yeah, product. Here's a Are you kidding me? Nope. Look at my face. I'm in. <laughs> I don't get it. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 region that they have to you know get to to get all of the uh, flowers for this is incredible. There's in each one of those cans 320,000 flowers. Wow. Now uh, mead is considered to be the world's uh, history's oldest alcoholic yeah. beverage. How did two young guys get into it? I mean, three. How, seriously. <laughs> yeah. So well, three. Yeah. Mead, uh, the earliest evidence for mead is about 9,000 years ago. And as you can tell, it's been around a long time. So we've known about mead our whole lives. You see it in popular culture, Game of Thrones, Dungeons and Dragons. It's been around <laughs> for a long time. And it's the English really drink a lot of it, don't the they? The English, but also in Poland. You know, when I judge in Poland, they have a lot of um, 
um, apple orchards. Like the, they're the third largest producer of apples in the world. Right on. So they've got all these apple flowers and they're doing all these honeys. And they're doing mead, and they're also doing another drink called Braggot, which is like a beer mead, a beer and honey. And they're pretty much the ones doing the best ones right now, but well, you don't see it very much. We'll talk about what you just poured. I'm tasting this, it's and it is, uh, it's delicious. Yeah. And I, it, it, it's heavily on, heaven, uh, heavy on the honey. Absolutely. So this is our Skyborne. It's a classic mead. Just has honey, water, and yeast, but carbonated, which most mead wouldn't be. It'd be silky and like right. Um, so well, still. a lot like of meads are still. I like this. We carbonate ours, so it makes it a lot more fun to drink. Yes, I, I agree because I've had mead that wasn't uh, carbonated, mm-hmm. and this is delicious, and Absolutely. I love the carbonation. Of thank it. you, thank you. Yeah, we really tried to create a product that was something that we wanted more so than something that we were trying to base off of the history of mead or what typical styles are out there. You know, we wanted something that was, you know, you can you can just drink this with a burger. You know, it's it's just at home with fine dining as it is with you know, like I'd love to just go, you know, have a, a big plate of wings and some of this meat and watch no. the Dubs game uh, after uh, this. And what, I'm t- <laughs> what I just tasted would go great with the, uh, all sorts of food, yeah. as, as you just mentioned. Uh, the mead that uh, Hive Works Mead makes uh, naturally gluten free, low in carbs, and free of sulfites. Yeah, absolutely, and. and- our cans are actually sugar-free as well. So that doesn't mean we... Well, you uh, got the honey, so it's... Yeah. yeah. But we ferment all the sugar out, mm-hmm. so there's none remaining. So that means it's Yeah, because otherwise calorie, it would be way too carb. sweet. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that, that would also, like... Um, well, I, I was trying to explain to some, some friends of mine at a, at a luncheon earlier today about the fermentable sugar. So a friend has some hives, and she's like, we have so much honey, we could, we could make mead. I'm like, no, you need a lot of honey... To make one thimble of of mead, and I'm and I was explaining with the fermentable sugars bring it down to, and that's what creates the alcohol and everything. But how much how much honey does it take to make like to make like one? So it depends. Yeah. The more honey you add, the higher alcohol by volume, the ABB that it will be. Yeah. The less you use, the lower it'll be. So a lot of traditional meads, things you'll see on the shelves that would be still served in a wine bottle, they're going to be higher. That could be two pounds, three pounds per gallon of honey. And we have a lower ABV. Our Skyborne here is 6.5%. Okay. Our blueberry is 5.5. That's low. lends like to its drinkability. Wine. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we use less honey overall. Makes the process a little more simple for us. How do, when did you guys start this place? Yeah. Um, yeah, about five years ago is when we really started working on perfecting the product. And you're in Santa Rosa? Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, Sebastopol. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, we, Same thing. We started <laughs> off, yes. Yeah, with a, you know, our, our tiny little shed with our tiny little conical fermenter where, you know, we made product for our friends and hosted parties. And, uh, you know, we'll, it, it started with um, this product called Moonscreen Mead that we brought to a Halloween party where we were like, you know what, let's, let's try this really dry product and let's carbonate it and let's see how it does. Um, and it was just an absolute hit. Um, and so from there, we were like, okay, you know, uh, let's try and take this in a direction uh, that's going to be more accessible to the public than most meads are. And how do you obtain all the honey from the bees that traveled 14,000 miles mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever? That's Did a great question. <laughs> no, bees are surprisingly nice if you know how to talk to them. Uh, yes. And you handled the I never right? did. You're the apiarist for them? So I have had my own hives, but we actually work with uh, a bunch of different people to get the honey that we want. Okay. It's about consistency. So one of the main things about our meads is the simplicity of it. 
it's not only the quality of the ingredients, but it's the simplicity. We really let the honey shine through. We don't add anything else. There's no extra sugar or dosing or anything like that to change the flavor. So the quality and consistency of the honey over time is what's really important to us. So bees are so endangered, and we're building like crazy all over the world, but yeah. especially in Sonoma County right now. I mean, yeah. we're paving over everything, which like as soon as you take put pave over dirt, it just it immediately is hotter than dirt is. But also, you're losing food for pollinators yeah. and for the bees. So what's going on with that? I mean, what what are you? I mean, are you guys active any in any organizations for that or? Um, so one aspect uh, of the product that we, um, uh, you know, tried to uh, make it ecologically friendly um, is that it is a byproduct of our natural agricultural system. So we work with um, uh, agricultural producers uh, that are already, you know, sending out these bees to go pollinate all the food that we eat, you know, in the grocery stores anyways, and then getting that honey as a natural byproduct. Um, and that allows our bees to not have to compete with the local pollinators here. So honeybees are from Europe. They're not local. Um, yeah, yeah. And a lot of the native, you know, flora and fauna here, you know, rely on local bees uh, and not necessarily getting outcompeted by the honeybees. So not so much that it's, you know, we need to, you know, stop having local, you know, honeybees here by any means. Um, but having it at a super large scale, you know, isn't necessarily um, uh, the most beneficial thing. Um, so we try and, uh, yeah, just maintain honey from uh, the agricultural pollination process. Yeah, that's very cool. And uh, mead should be drinking uh, chilled, right? Uh, ours, yeah. yeah. Yours. Yeah. Is there such thing as not dr- uh, chilled mead? Yeah. Yes. Warm mead? Like, like wine, um, you, where you wouldn't have to necessarily. Yeah, okay. And they wouldn't have chilled it, you know, anyway for, you know. Hundred even he probably most of the time ago, people yeah. have been drinking especially nine thousand years ago, yeah. <laughs> but for for sure. But okay, um, it looks like we've got. Uh, Look, hold on, uh, HiveWorksMead.com. You can uh, purchase their mead there, and there's a bunch of retailers, including Willoughby's, who we love, mm-hmm. uh, and a, a lot of tap rooms and, mm-hmm. and things around. Bottle Barn, uh, Bottle Barn, okay, and good. Bottle Barn, of course. Um, you don't have a tap room yet, though, right? You don't have a tasting room no, yet. No, so we're just a production facility right. in Runner Park right now. Okay. Over by our old friends, uh, Old Cas, actually. Yeah, absolutely. They're our neighbors. Yeah, we love nice. Old Cas. And then you guys have day jobs, too, which yeah. is, like, actually, Julian told me what his crazy day job was. He's a, his, it's uh, a, a roper. Rope access technician. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who what? Um, <laughs> so, you know, like, high-rise window cleaners, like the guys that hang off of ropes? Oh, yeah. Um, so I'll go to, like, wind turbines, um, and if the blades get damaged, we'll go throw ropes down and work on that. Good or I Lord. was just yeah. uh, down at the Marathon oil uh, refinery changing that over to a biodiesel uh, refinery, and we're going through and inspecting all the pipes. Holy moly, stacks. dude. Yeah. Is that crazy? So, yeah. Uh, fun, I, I can't uh, handle heights. I can't even imagine. Yeah. I'm getting queasy just thinking about it. Yeah, it's, it's nice to go from that and work on this and not necessarily worry about dying. Um, although brewing <laughs> has its dangers, too. You've got to watch out. How long does it take uh, to um, go from hive to glass? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's a lot of different ways to make meads, just like there's a lot of different types of meads, depending on what you add and how you mm-hmm. make it. Um, for us... It really depends on how we want to serve it. So we're making that low alcohol, that low ABV. So it's only 
It's only a matter of yeah. about two months from taking the honey, fermenting it, really? mixing it up, adding in the either the hops or the blueberries or leaving it as the classic. And what's the equipment you guys have to use to make the mead from the honey and all that? Yeah, so it's actually a lot of uh, beer brewery equipment. So yeah, okay, it makes sense. Even though it's classified as a wine, the way that we right. make it as and a you're huge... Tax, it's taxed as a wine yeah, as well, right? Yeah. It's um, a huge crossover with um, brewery equipment. So we have conical fermenters. We have glycol chillers to keep the tanks at the right temperature. Um, all the standard pumps and hoses you'd see in any brewery. Very cool. And then, uh, and then you guys are doing canning, which I haven't really seen that much of. With me, but of course it makes sense. It keeps oxygen out, right? Light. Um. And aluminum cans are really uh, much better for the environment uh, than glass bottles. Mm-hmm. They use about six hundred percent less uh, carbon dioxide Amen. to produce. Yep. Um, so yeah, actually, uh, in in comparison to an equal sized winery, um, our facility is able to save about fifty tons of uh, carbon dioxide per year uh, in production. It's HiveWorksMead.com. M-E-A-D. Uh, go check them out, everything they're doing, and then you can also see all the places of, available to, to, to buy uh, their mead. And I'm telling you, this we've had mead in before that I didn't specifically like that much, but this is good. I love this. Oh, thank yeah. you. Of course, I've liked all the mead we've had. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course you do. <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity drinker. But um, I do want to try these, uh, these other ones as well, too. Um, I know we have uh, a call-in coming in here, too, for the California Craft Brewers Cup as well. But I like that you guys have these as a session-style. I've never seen a session-style mead, but that does make sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really great Um, because mead can knock you on your butt if you're not, like, it's so sneaky. Usually it's high alcohol. So I appreciate the lower alcohol. Um, are you guys going to be part of like the Cheese Festival? I know you're going to be at Beer City. Oh, cool. I was just talking with them uh, this morning. Because um, uh, mead and cheese is perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, Makes they're sense still, to me. Uh, we're still trying to figure out whether or not sales can be made, but we, we should be there. Okay. Yeah, because it, 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 like, even if – I think people out of curiosity even will be. Yeah. 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 But Absolutely. even a, a pairing could be a lot of fun too. All right. Uh Alex Mendoza, Sean Duckworth, Julian Frank from <laughs> HiveWorksMead.com. You must check them out. Uh, and we'll, we'll be back with them. And then uh, we're getting a call. Oh, he's already on the line, Chris Keaton. Yeah, Chris Keaton from um, the Sacramento Brewers Guild. And they are doing the California Craft Brewers Cup, which I was supposed to be judging this weekend. But I got invited to Parliament for the Fish and Chips Awards. Yeah, that's right. So I'm going – and they so they said they forgive me for not judging this weekend uh, to go to Parliament. <laughs> and when are you leaving? I'm leaving Sunday, and because then and then I judge the British Pie Awards again. Right. So I'm going to be gone a, a little bit. Right. Yeah. So, but the sacrifices. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually, I'm taking some of this mead with me there as well because the British, like you were saying, they're they're really into mead, but this is going to blow their minds. They could they could go either way. The they could be like, what the, what the heck, or they could be like, wow. Well, yeah. So what's new about the mead you're making than what Britain generally? So drinks? this is lower alcohol. Yeah, yeah. It's also carbonated, which is different than the, the method champenois sparkling mead that we had yeah, with hydrant uh, meadery, which is okay. done with like a um, and then also a can. Um, usually, it's still the ones that you get in England, and it's and they're and they're great too. But they but they are they're like really cool old like labels. There's one with Jeffrey Chaucer's um, like Canterbury Tales label that I've had in England, and that's pretty amazing. But um, they're very some of the companies in 
um, England are, and, and in Europe and like in Poland are very, very old mead makers. We've got these like three young guys here in Rotor Park, California making session, which I've never seen session mead, which just means lower alcohol basically that you can sit down and enjoy. A hopped session. mead, mm-hmm. which is also different, which I think that they're going to get a kick out of that as well. And then um, I have seen some meads with like, you know, blueberries and things in them, but not like this with carbonated. Um, this is very different. Indeed, it is a Thursday drive. That means it's the Brouhaha, uh, brought to you, of course, by uh, Russian River Brewing. And who else? Hold uh, on. Well, Beer City, of course. Well, of course, Beer which City. Which is yeah. why we're on here today with these guys. And then um, Home Run Pizza. Uh, they'll be in, in a couple of weeks as well. Russian River, Home Run Pizza, Victory House, Epicenter, Poppy Bank Epicenter. Um, they just did their superb owl party. That sounded fun. And uh, they're doing all kinds of good things over there. They have, what, like 19 taps full of stuff? Are you guys are, are, got any meat on over there? That might be interesting. <laughs> that would definitely be uh, one of our next targets. Yeah, definitely in a can, though, because I think that's like that's these cans are like gorgeous. Alex Mendoza, uh, Sean Duckworth, and Julian Frank are here from HiveWorksMead.com. What's the deal with, uh, especially in England, uh, mead at Christmas? So there's a lot of different sort of historical significances to mead. And I think primarily you have so much you can do with mead. You can add different fruits, spices. It keeps really well. And it just gets better with time. So when you get into those cold, dark days, right around Christmas time, there's nothing better than to pop open a mead. Interesting. You wanted to taste another one of these? Yes, I do. Okay, I want to taste this hopped one, so I'm going to let you do the honors because I just got my nails done. (laughs) This is our emerald swarm, our hopped. Put it right in there. So so a hopped mead, which is also like when Steve was asking, what makes this mead different than the old world meads? Uh, you don't see hopped meads very often. You don't see carbonated meads often. Right. So yeah. we, we took a lot of the new world techniques and applied it to old world taste. So, you know, growing up here in Sonoma County, I know a thing or two about IPAs, and I wanted to bring that flavor over to this new medium. And I think the honey flavor that you get with the mead perfectly complements the hops. And it means Julian can drink it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I had to go uh, gluten free uh, kind of in my mid twenties, and yeah, we really wanted to develop a product uh, that could, you know. Would allow you to enjoy that when you can't really yeah, get that's that cool. very much, and you know the hard seltzer. You know the whole gluten thing has been uh, major, uh, majorly talked about uh, for years. I have no idea what gluten is, and I don't need it to be free. Well, you're Italian, <laughs> so you're going to be one, not going to want to give up your pasta and pizza unless yeah. you're forced to. <laughs> what are the effects uh, if you have gluten problems? I mean, how does it manifest itself? Um, so I'll have like kind of autoimmune reactions. So I'll get a lot of pimples, a lot of swelling in my joints, I won't be able to focus, I won't be able to sleep, I'll get nauseous. Really? My daughter, too, yeah, she gets really sick. She doesn't get the pimples, thank God, but um, yeah, she does get sick from gluten. Okay, I want to talk about this hopped mead, though. So, have you ever had, like, the Lagunitas hop water? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. That that, that nose, Mm -hmm. which I love that nose. 
it's it's light, it's super, it's floral. Yeah, super fresh. Oh my goodness, this is like going to be my new summer drink. This is incredible. Yeah, this is this is sitting on a porch with a, a beautiful brie and. Uh, I mean, well, or by the fire, too. Right. You know, why not, right? Yeah, this we, is great. we paid special attention when we were making this one. This was actually the uh, brainchild of Sean Duckworth. Ah. Uh, he really advocated for it. We're going to swap it. you guys here in a minute. And it worked. Um, we so we'll go swap. really went with the mainstays, Citra, Amarillo, and Galaxy Hops. Uh, okay, that's why this is like... So, Sean, like, so you, this, you created... So you're... Uh, Sean Darkworth is the um, marketing chief operating officer, right? But you're doing marketing, and then and then, but you guys are all doing recipes together, then. Yeah, we basically all do everything uh, with, the, <laughs> with the scale that we're at currently. We we pretty much all participate in actually making the mead and coming up with new recipes and concepts, and and that's initially with the hopped mead. When I brought that that idea to the table, it was met with some skepticism. Really? Uh, and, and yeah, it was. You know, they weren't quite sure how it was going to work out. I wasn't too sure myself, but it turned <laughs> out to be a, a perfect pairing with the style of mead that we're making. Uh, being that you know, there's no sugar and it's really dry and just it's super carbonation, dry. It ended up working really well, and even the the first experiment with that came out really well. And yeah, it was fantastic. And I apologize, Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> what about Julian? Did, did you apologize too? <laughs> Julian wasn't quite as skeptical. Memory at all. <laughs> well, this is this is pretty incredible. I'm like, I don't know how to describe this. Like, you know, here we are on radio, and I'm sorry that you guys are stuck in your car in traffic, like I was on the way here. But this is beautiful, and so you can find this at Bottle Barn, Oliver's. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, Oliver's. Soon. If you're listening, it'll it's happen. A lot nicer than Russia. If you're listening. Um, and then we got the Willoughby's guys and stuff too as well. Um, are you guys doing delivery or ordering? Um, yeah, so for, for customers, they can place orders in our web store and pick up at our facility in Runner Park. Um, uh, outside of that, uh, we do have a list of all of our vendors on our website as well as all of our upcoming events. Um, and, you know, we hope to continue adding additional vendors and, and events uh, as we uh, move forward here. Well, I'm going to pass this over to you guys, um, and then this is amazing. I just poured myself up some more. That's I'm glad how, you like it. That's how good this is, and I'm usually super careful. Now, is all your mead in the cans? Yes. Yeah, we also serve on tap, so we keg it as sure, well. Sure, of course. But all of our products come in cans. It's easy to bring anywhere you want. So a bar or restaurant can order it on in, in kegs, like wine kegs also. Yep. They um, can serve it on tap, or they can buy and sell the cans. Are you in like any that. restaurants around here? Yeah. Yeah. So we just uh, we actually just dropped off some of the uh, the hop one that we're trying right now uh, to Brewsters uh, a little while nice. ago. Um, so hopefully that'll be uh, that'll that'll be out uh, in the near future here. Um, and then there's you know plenty of other uh, places to try it. That it's on, on tap. Well. This would be great with some fish too, like salmon yeah. or crab. Absolutely. Also with crab, this would be more in crab season, right? Yeah. Now, what else do you guys want people to know about me? Because like I've known about this for a long time. And I find mead mystical and magical and old. I mean, I even asked them, and I nailed it. I said, did you guys play Dungeons and Dragons? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I knew it, because this is, like, pe- people didn't know what mead was for a long time till like, Game of Thrones came out, but the Dungeons and Dragons guys knew what mead exactly. was. And the Europeans, of course, too. Yeah. But So that's the interesting thing, is a lot of people have heard of mead, but they don't really know what it is. No, it's true. And they think of various things. When I tell people I make mead... They first of all think I say either meat or weed, but so I've and so I, I love both. Right, there you go. 
But yeah, you know, last time we <laughs> had any mead uh, on the brouhaha, uh, the, uh, that night at dinner in a restaurant, some uh, people came up to me and said, Steve Jackson, the drive, what's mead? <laughs> and I said, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I tell them it's made out of honey, and they immediately think thick, sweet, right. syrupy, uh, which yes. some can be, and there's some delicious dessert meads out yeah. there. It's not a bad thing by any means. But if you're looking to drink a lot of it, which is what we're obviously going for here with our format, 16-ounce cans, that kind of stuff, they are wondering how that translates. And so part of what I want people to know about our product is that it has no sugar, no tannins, no sulfides, no preservatives. It's just the purest, simplest form of mead. And I think that's what makes it so unique and so delicious is it's simple for you to digest it's easy on the gut and it's not simple on the palate and that's what i enjoy yeah. so you really still taste it you enjoy yeah, there's a lot going sip. on and all the meat i've tasted i mean it's, yeah and alex is actually a personal trainer so these guys are all in some kind of fitness thing uh, you know he does uh, julian does the ropes um the crazy rope stuff like we don't even talk about the height on that uh alex is a trainer with my friend angela shout out to angela and then um what did you do again the, um uh, so so i actually work for mike spikes uh oh, dur- right. during the day yeah i uh, i do a lot of e-commerce over there and work mm-hmm. on the work on the web store and such which so, has helped me a lot with high mike's bikes yeah where's that uh there is a store in Petaluma, which is actually where I started out there. Okay. Um, they have locations all over the Bay Area, four out in Colorado, and then a pretty large uh, online presence as well. You guys want to see my exercise? <laughs> <laughs> Drinking mead, hopefully. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Well, this is coffee, eight, but yeah. The eight ounce <laughs> curl right here. So, yeah, you guys, so that's the other thing, too, is like I was thinking, like, since you're an athletic trainer, like, you're looking at lower sugars and carbs and right things as well right this. absolutely and so do you recommend this to your to your training clients <laughs> yeah maybe a little too much but yes i do um well that makes sense that's the thing like i feel like in a lot of ways when people think about drinking something that has lower calories lower carbs they you know, sort of combine that with losing enjoyment yeah right? losing, less taste. taste smaller amounts and that's not the case with our product. You still get that 16-ounce pour. You get great mouthfeel, great mm-hmm. nose, great aroma, and just a lot of fun when I, you're drinking I it. wouldn't mind having, cause, like, because you have a pretty deft hand with this. I would, I would love to see, like, a, de- a, de- a little more desserty one. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you could even, like, I mean, this is just, I'm just thinking, because, like, this is so nice. I haven't had something like this, but even a little bit, like sweeter, a little bit more desserty, where you would be doing it like your dessert course with the cheeses, like they do in Europe. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. We have so many recipes that we're <laughs> yeah. ready to start experimenting with. Yeah. Are actually... you, you're allowed to put apples or things with it, right? Like, yeah. Because like the like the, the I know there's legalities with as long as whatever we combine is 51 percent honey. Okay. It's a meat. So if you guys did the braggot, which is um, like a beer and honey. Is that still not allowed in California? Then? I think specifically by language, we are not allowed okay. to make a bracket. That's they, too bad. We're weirdly specific about that. I mean, I think I should lobby for that. Okay. Absolutely. So <laughs> braggot? Yeah. Bra- you get, tell them what the braggot is. Okay, so a braggot is a mead beer mixture. Okay. Very old. It's very old. Viking uh, era. I think you were saying there was only one commercially produced one that's in a, Europe. That's so. a, well, the sati- uh, only, only in Poland are they doing the commercial yeah. good one, really right. good one. Really good one. That's what I've been told. And those can range all the way up to 20% 
ABV. By Good volume. Lord. Yeah. So that's why it's levels. not available or legal in California? And that might be the case is it could get too high. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how to yeah. classify that. Gotcha. Yeah, because they, they could make them sell it as a spirit, like as distilled, and, mm. and tax them that way too. Because um, most wineries are allowed yeah. to make um, distillate brandies, things like that, under our license. Yeah, right. So I'm sure there's a way we could make that happen. All right. We'll, we'll do he gets all the congressmen on here all the time, right, Steve? Can you help them with that? Of course I can. <laughs> he had Jared Huffman on yesterday. He gets he gets the, uh, Mike Thompson. And those uh, okay, Alex Mendoza, uh, Sean Duckworth, and Julian Frank from HiveWorksMead.com. And it is, uh, that's where you need to go to find out all the places that their mead is available. And there's a lot of them here in Sonoma County. Or you can go meet them at Beer City. Um, our sponsor the, uh, this month uh, in Old Courthouse Square this Saturday, and I just you know I, I believe like so there's a race first, mm-hmm. and then then drinking. Got to get uh, the fitness in first. Yeah, get and the fitness in. Yeah, there's the race the, the race first, and then there's like a half marathon. You could do the fight like bike. I don't run, so I don't know what terms for these. But then in Old Courthouse Square, there's bands. Kids are welcome. Dog friendly on leashes. Kids on leashes. Uh, no. <laughs> there's going to be food. Um, there's going to be a few different bands, and you can go meet these guys and try some meat. Yeah, it's Courthouse Square. What are the times? I believe that one starts at noon. If you go to beercity.com um, and also on the um, uh, Brouhaha Facebook page, you'll see the links on mm-hmm. there as well. And um, and then we also have the Brouhaha podcast. So we had some uh, folks from Beer City on last week as well. So you could see uh, last week's uh, podcast. And, of course, I was told that I need to mention a couple of things about that. And I just lost where it was. It's brouhaha.com? No, um, we have the brouhaha. Yeah, okay, brouhaharadio.com to find the podcast. And then hit subscribe, please, um, at the site or your podcast app. I listen to it on iTunes. Um, I usually send it out on iTunes, but you can get it on SoundCloud and stuff. And then we give you a link uh, about the show. Um, there's like an embeddable link we're going to give you, and you can go onto the Hive site and hear this show as well. Too. That would be perfect. But yeah, go to the Beer City. They're working really hard. It's supposed to be beautiful weather this summer. I know. We landed on a perfect day. I heard 70 and sunny. Been watching the weather for the last week and a half. So has Alex. Yes, the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, so it's going to be a perfect day in Old Courthouse Square. Just just get down there, you know, park in one of the parking garages, either get a designated driver, you know, um, or, you know, you can take a Lyft or an Uber. You've got the smart train. There's lots of ways. Visit Santa Rosa is going to be out there with a booth. Um, It's February, and you can... Go enjoy it. Go meet these guys. Hey, thanks, guys. It's great to meet you. And uh, it is HiveWorksMead.com. Check them out and check everything out on uh, Sunday at uh, New Old Courthouse Square. Saturday. Saturday. That's what I meant. New Old Courthouse Square. That's what I call oh it. Because it is new. But it's old. It's but it's it, uh, Courthouse it Square. It's okay. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. <laughs> We're doing Thank a tasting so at Bottle right. Barn on Sunday. But that's, oh, that's completely oh, cool. Okay. okay. Well, there we go. They're a sponsor as well. So Saturday, you know, go to the... To Beer Fest, Sunday, Bottle Barn.